Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, Doug Mallard. Hola, Doug Benson. Oh, changing it up. I like it. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, fantastic. Just loving quarantine. <laughs> did you <laughs> um, did you try tomato juice on your dog yet? Uh, she seems to just kind of randomly be less smelly. That's such a funny thing to hear right away. Do you try tomato juice on your dog yet? Right I out of the gate. I would like, I would like to thank people who listened to previous episodes. Of course. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and also I think most people know what tomato juice on a dog means. Yeah. So, so, but you're just used to the smell now is what you're telling me. Either we're used to it or she's just finally smelling a lot better, but yeah, okay. so she's doing better. Thanks. Sounds for like you got to bring in an outside nose. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> um, he can't do it because he's in New York, but our guest today is Trey Gallion and yeah. um, he's got a fun name and he's a fun guy. So let's do it. So like I was saying before, that man and that child started screaming at us. <laughs> We're here today with Trey Gallion. Hey, Trey. Hey, Dougs. Hey, buddy. <laughs> um, for the purposes of this show, Trey, I go by DB and uh, other Doug goes by Melly Mel. Okay. Can we do DB and Dougie? Because I normally just call Doug Mallard Dougie. You do, and you also call him Mallard. You get everything wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. used to it. <laughs> yeah, I can't bring myself to say Millard. It's a it's a well, East Coast thing. We say our A's different. Right, but now you're saying you're still saying it wrong. You can't bring yourself to say it wrong. Yeah, it's actually Mallard, but I never correct anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Mallard. Mallard. <laughs> yeah. It still sounds gross. It's still lured is a little bit better than lard, but not by a lot. How Lord. long have you two known each other? <laughs> oh, man. When, when did you start doing comedy in Austin? Doug? Like early 2000s, 2002, yeah. three, something like yeah, that. Yeah, almost 20 years. Wow. Oh, my wow. I know, right? That's just wow. Yeah. I mean, I was like, yeah, maybe 10. No, almost 20 years. Wow. Was- two decades. Was Trey more, were you more established in the Austin yeah, comedy yeah. scene? Yeah, but only by a couple of years, you know. I started like like 99, 2000, right in there. So wow, you, you were still like you had a few years under your belt and then little Doug Mellard comes along and you say to yourself, I'm never going to pronounce this guy's name right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 20 years later, you're sticking to your promise. That was yeah, the, man, this is a 20-year haze. That was the first thing he said to me. He's like, don't even bother trying to straighten it out with your name because I'm never going to say it right. <laughs> that sounds about right. Like, I did I really say that? That sounds like something <laughs> I would say to you. Uh, I guess that's how that scene was, though. We would all take a lot of jabs, especially like the new guys coming in. You'd, you'd take some heat. And yeah, to, man. Yeah. But that was such a that was a really fun scene around then. Oh, for sure. I mean, that was the best. Like, we really lucked out, dude. Yeah, man. And now it's well, all gone. Yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that Austin comedy scene, I might not have become friends with either of you guys. Right. Yeah, for real. Because that was the great part about it. The scene was so small back then. Any headliners that came into town, well, we just all hung out with them. Yeah. You know? Plus, I mean, a week at Cap City used to be like Tuesday through Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Way back yeah. in the day. And it's then they cut it. Week. 
Yeah. yeah. And then they cut it to Wednesday through Saturday. So that was like any headliner that came into town, they were hanging with us for the week, you know? I, I'll never forget. I don't, I think, I feel like Melly Mel was around when this happened. Um, one of the times that I was headlining there for a week fairly early on, um, uh, David Huntsberger and some other people uh, had like a late night show that they did, I think. Oh, that Saturday. was with me probably too, yeah. Yeah, and but I just, I'll never forget that they showed a video, like they made a, you know, a comedy video um, where, uh, what's the name of the county? In oh, name? Williamson, Williamson County. Williamson County. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where this girl, I don't even know who she was. She just kept saying, Williamson County. <laughs> and I don't know why that stuck in my head. Like, I love it. <laughs> we were talking oh, about that great. recently. That was the, the, we were called the hooligans. And yeah, we had this whole long in and out ongoing sketch about this, trip to Williamson County starring Scott Colonico and state state. What was Stacy's last name? Oh, I just, I, I, I don't it. remember. It they was just Scott though. and Stacy for yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. Scott I, think and her last name, I think her last name is Smom. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> well, of names, now that we've brought up names, finally, I can transition into this question. Yeah. Trey is yes. an unusual name it's a it's a nickname that that people have there's you know trey cool from uh green day right and there's uh trey galleon who i think is the only trey or you know person that goes by that is their name that that i've ever known how did you it's because you're the third i know that but right. how when did it get started that they like were you a kid when you started being called trey yeah. Yeah. That was my parents. Totally. So like when I was a baby, they were just like, um, because my granddad obviously and my dad are both Carl. And so it was Carl for my granddad, Carl jr. For Carl jr. Yeah. <laughs> so like around his family, it's Carl jr. Oh, tell us uh, about your sister Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's got uh, good burgers, but they're square. If you're in <laughs> they're not cool her burgers no which is fitting for her <laughs> <laughs> and so they were like we don't need another car running around the house and so they came they just started calling me trey oh but just as a baby they were like you know oh yep. trey just learned how to walk that kind of shit yeah yeah and then my dad called me something he had another nickname for me oh is that <laughs> what's something you could share yeah, yeah. He would call me Tiger all the time. Huh. All the time. Tiger. Huh. I even asked him to stop one time, you know, when I was in high school. Um, because uh, my friends started catching wind of it. Because when they'd call for me, you know, he'd be like, all right, hang on a second. And then he'd yell, Tiger. And then I'd get on the phone and they're like, what's up with the Tiger thing, dude? And That's so true. I was like, hey, man, can you not call me Tiger? You know? <laughs> and it didn't have, it was a, it, he kept calling me Tiger, and so the next day I was like, "Hey, man, like, never mind about me. Not call me Tiger. Just forget I even asked you to not do that." <laughs> gonna do it anyway, you jerk. <laughs> um, so yeah, was there? What was the mascot? Like, what was your team? You weren't on any teams that were the Tigers, were you? No, unfortunately. Yeah. Huh? So where did that come from? Panthers. I got close. I was <laughs> in high school. It was Panthers, and was like, oh, almost so close, but. No. <laughs> Um, I never asked him where it came from, you know, That's I guess, where, uh, I mean, it is kind of a typical, like, I mean, I think if I had to pick one name, my nickname, my dad used for me all the time is I think he called me pal a lot. Right. And that's probably not something anybody does anymore. Do you know, I have a friend I that calls buddy his too. wife, buddy. What? I have a friend that calls his wife, buddy. Same thing. It was just a weird one. Like you never hear that. Cause yeah. they're, just, they're just close pals and he wishes that he was with a man. <laughs> Maybe. Oh man. Well, I guess I'm going to have to have that conversation with him. <laughs> hey buddy. I mean, that's not sexy at all. <laughs> yeah. It feels very dismissive. Not even when you said it all racy, like, yeah, it's still yeah. like, nope. Oh, I love your lingerie, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I got a little bile on the back of my tongue. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Let's take a shower together, buddy. <laughs> that one sounds actually a little better. <laughs> like I might be up for that. <laughs> I think I didn't find out that your your name is Carl until uh, we started working together closely enough that I had to you know book flights and hotel rooms for you. And uh, so then that's, you know, that's when the truth comes out. I mean, that's one thing I know about my friends is what their, <laughs> what their real name is. <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's a, have you ever known any Trey's, Trey? No, I've met a couple in really? passing, but I've never known anybody else named Trey. Yeah, I don't think I have. What about you, Melly Mel? Not one other than Mr. Galleon, Tiger, yeah, buddy. Tiger Buddy. <laughs> yeah that, that's I'm trying to think of are there any uh, what are the famous trays there's got to be i think you said them trey cool um trey um who's the trey diggs uh, oh, yeah. but they're all tre i don't know if there's any other oh trey parker is the only other trey i know right okay. yeah because tay diggs is tay not trey Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at Doug Loves movies. And we're not even on Doug Loves movies. <laughs> oh man, Trey Diggs, man. That guy that's the name. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if Trey Parker is a third. That's an interesting look up. Who's well, Trey Parker? Is that South sports? Park? Yeah. Huh? Oh, South, oh Park. South Park, South Park. Yeah, duh. Because, <laughs> you know, I just think of Matt Stone as the genius behind that show. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah, Trey Parker. Yeah, is he a, is he a, was he the third or, or how did he? I don't know, that? man. Now you're going to get me on my phone and look it up. Yeah. Trey Parker. It's weird because Trey doesn't feel like that uncommon a name, but I guess it is like if none of us know any other trades and we're having a hard time thinking up famous trades, but yeah, yeah he's I, a third, huh? Randolph Severin Parker, the third. Yeah. So that's uh, just like you say in your act, Trey, there's something about, you know, some people can be the third and it's not uh, pretentious sounding, but a lot of names really just sound awful when you add that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> to it. The third. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's so much fun to say it like that, too. Yeah, there's. I think the might... <laughs> Try it, Dougie. Um, let me give you directions. What you're going to want to do is you're going to make a right on. <laughs> um, okay. So now let's talk Doug's. You know two Dougs. You've known two Dougs quite well for uh, going on, you know, 10, 20 years now. Yeah. But what's your experience with other Dougs? How many Dougs have you been friends with or worked with? Yeah, it's like, um, it's a short list. It's, uh, I mean, Doug Stanhope. There's mm -hmm. another comic here in New York, Doug Smith. And then... Oh, wow, that guy's really... We should try to get him on the show because... I thought Benson and Mellard were boring last names. <laughs> no, dude, yeah, look up Doug Smith. Smith. I, I'm Doug sure Smith. he's not the first thing that comes up on Google. <laughs> uh, and that's it? Um, there was another, there's another Doug that dated a comedian that hangs out, you know, in the New York comedy scene. Um, so you and just then, you just knew that Doug just because it's so and so's boyfriend, right? Yeah, so you didn't really get to know him. My point is just that people don't even try to get to know Dougs. <laughs> no, you, the only Dougs you know are ones you were forced to be around because of stand-up. And you, oh, there is. Like, I do have a Doug in Texas, Doug Hayes, uh, a guy that I'm still friends with uh, from A and M. Um, he's one of the ones that goes on that camping trip I go on every year. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. But yeah, he's an interesting dude. He is full bore to the right gun toting, but it's fun to have a conversation with him when you got a head full of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, that's one thing I like to do with mushrooms is uh, carry guns around. No, 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 no guns involved. <laughs> no guns involved during that. Let me make that clear. Yeah. Don't do that. 
I want to get rooms and have a gun debate. <laughs> well, now that, that can that be could, really fun. Yeah, that could maybe <laughs> get some issues settled. Try to take all the anger out of it. Right, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man, when you really break it down to common sense, it's just like, look, if you want a gun, get a gun. If you don't want one, don't get one. Yeah. <laughs> that's usually where my conversations end. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good place to, I guess, put it. <laughs> it's like if you you know if you don't want to argue with people that that uh that should shut them up <laughs> yeah you know what i mean just sort of sort of ends it but uh it's a little bit more nuanced argument than that unfortunately because of because of the invention of uh better guns yes or more yes. Intense guns i should say yes so okay you know uh let me ask you one more time Yep. You know, this is like a police interrogation where like a person suddenly remembers some important information. Um, that's all the Dougs, you know. <laughs> Personally, yes. All right. What if, what if we knew more? Like this is a fact checking thing where we're really grilling them. Oh, yeah. I you know left the Doug off the list and we know it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Watch, man. I'll get like three uh, messages from Doug's because uh, they <laughs> listened to this and they were like, what's up, a-hole? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't. That's the other thing I don't know about this podcast is it's like, uh, is it attracting Doug's or do Doug's not even care enough to want to hear a show where their name just gets dropped constantly? i mean you just think. not being a doug i mean i've listened to a couple episodes because it is weird because then you start thinking about the name doug and you're like yeah it is kind of a weird name i guess there really yeah, aren't weird. that many people named doug yeah you've that's... you've known as many dougs as anyone probably there hasn't been anyone that's like i know 40 dougs no yeah but i think that's the thing is that people don't take the time to know any Dougs. Right. And the Dougs don't also, they don't jump out at people and make themselves be known. That's why we only know show business Dougs and sports Dougs. Right, sports and, Dougs. Like I could only think of hockey Dougs. Oh my God. Yeah, and, wow. you know, we talk about it all the time, how the movie, the guy, the lead character in the movie Goon is named Doug. Doug Glatt, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's just so, it's so perfect. The, 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 the shy guy that, you know, when he comes out of his shell has a, an amazing skill that nobody knew about. That's a very <laughs> Doug-like quality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what's going on with you now, Trey, in terms of, uh, you know, pandemic-wise? Like, are you, have you done any stand-up comedy? Just some Zoom shows. I've been going and hanging out at some of the outdoor shows, and I've found a couple that are pretty cool. Like, seem like decent scenes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start hitting people up that run them. There's a spot here in New York in Brooklyn called uh, Tiny Cupboard, where they have a big roof, and um, so they've been doing shows on their roof that are look like they're spaced out you know the crowd spaced out and they can get about 40 people 50 people up there so Whoa. yeah it's a decent crowd too and then there's okay. a, a show wait, in wait, the wait, back wait 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 let's let me ask you about this one okay we move on to the next one yeah uh, um, okay so it's on a roof but what else like they're the, the chairs are provided by the venue Yes. Yes. They have little and, chairs set up, you know, in groups of two or three or whatever, uh, with little, uh, little tables. Groups of, um, so, they, so they actually have chairs of three because there's people that all three of them live together and then they go out to see a show. I mean, maybe, or they're I letting don't, people, they're letting people mix. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not they're interrogating not people like that. No, they're not being careful. I mean, no, not super careful. There are still a lot of masks. Everybody's wearing masks for the most part, but no, right. I mean, that, none of this that, is, that's why I'm saying like, it's that for the most part, like yeah, yeah, right. I'm out. Like, I don't want to sit around watching some assholes sit there, not wearing masks. I don't, I, you know, either everybody does or nobody does. Right. And the nobody does is because like, they need to be in a car with the windows rolled up or something. Right. You know, I think yeah. that's my take on it. But because, you know, I was going to do a show in L.A. and it was on, a, you know, hey, we're doing it on a roof and it's safe and socially distant. 
And I get there and I see that they're just letting groups of people that are friends sit together and they're letting them take off their masks to eat and drink. So now you've got people sitting right next to each other, eating and drinking and talking and laughing without their masks on. And that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's why this won't go away is because people are just giving it to each other willy nilly because they don't even understand the, the science of it. You know, or they don't right. care. just don't but, care. And it's it's again, we might have touched on this before, but like when alcohol is involved, a lot of things go out of the window very quickly. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Now that's true. Like I will not say, not going to keep their mask on. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like we did go to a bar afterwards, and I mean, at that point, yeah, it was a there was probably eight of us, you know, all comics. Um, but when you say you went I mean, to a bar, when you when you say you went to a bar, you mean uh, backyard, like a side yard of a bar. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the kinds of bars that are open. Yeah, yeah. you got to have yeah, because they're still not letting people inside of bars. Yeah. Restaurants okay. are at twenty five percent, I think, here, but bars, nah, dude. You have to have a backyard or an area out front. You know, they've been building those. They've been probably doing the same thing in L.A., but you know, on the street in the parking spots, you know, they'll build a little outdoor area next to the Yeah, sidewalk. California is, you know, people are mad at the governor cause it's super crazy tight here, the, all the rules, you yeah. know, like they won't let Disneyland open here. And so everybody's mad about that. But, um, so there's not a lot, at least not that I'm aware of. There's not, you, you get shut down if you tried to have any kind of bar. Uh, I right. mean, some, some people get away with it. Like the comedy store, has you know uh distance seating on the patio and then they they do shows inside but they project it onto us you know they put it on screens outside for the people to watch oh interesting so you're not performing in front of a crowd then you're just doing it into the camera it tends to be podcasts too oh, okay it tends to be anybody that's got a you know a decent podcast that's a regular at the store seems to be doing the podcast you know in that window of the original room yeah, so yeah. Everybody out there on the patio can see it, but you know, there's. I think they're pro constantly struggling with, uh, you know, being shut down all the time for just because the numbers have to be so small. Yeah. And they're trying to do business, and like the improv yeah. on Melrose, they have, uh, they don't have shows at all, but they just want to, you know, move some alcohol. So they set up some tables out in the uh outdoor area out in front of the club and uh just inviting people co to come from six to ten they have to close at ten o'clock every every night and again that's probably because they you know bars probably have a ten o'clock curfew and have to be outside because people are going to just if they get too drunk you know if they get 12 a.m or 1 a.m drunk then right. then they're going to take their mask off and start screaming at everybody and just spreading shit everywhere well, and like you said, especially if the, if they're outdoor seating's out front, like that's the thing here, they have to shut down at 11. Our bar can stay open till two because theirs is in a backyard and they don't have neighbors that complain. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah. So they're allowed to stay open till two, but yeah, every other place, 11 o'clock. Yeah. I haven't been to any place that one would call a bar in, um, you know, seven months or however long this has been. Like the last one I went to was in Austin, Texas before coming back to LA in, uh, in April. Oh yeah. I keep forgetting you were stuck there at the beginning of all this. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. I mean, I look back on it and I still, I didn't then, I don't now use the word stuck because it was, it was weird, but it was also, it was also kind of nice, you know, like now my thing is <laughs> that I've been experiencing the last few days here in LA is that it's still for the most part, pretty easy to get around. There's like, there's pockets of traffic just because there's plenty of people out and about, but there's right. just no more rush in the morning or rush at night, you know? So like in general, you can just get around like so much better and so much easier. And it, you know, it, that's something I, I wish that wouldn't, we wouldn't go back to normal because both for the, oh, environment, yeah. for the environment and for my own sanity, uh, no traffic is a really nice thing. Yeah. When Dude. we drove, when we drove out here to Santa Fe at the very beginning and no one was leaving their house ever, it's normally 13 hours. It took us 11 hours to get here. There was no one on the road. Uh, that's crazy. so great. It was nuts. <laughs> 
And now in the freeways here in LA, everybody's either driving like it's their first time driving or they're uh, at NASCAR. There's no in between. <laughs> everybody's either a maniac or like a Sunday driver that doesn't know the directions. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, that's just like, as long as you stay to the right, homie. <laughs> yeah, they don't though. Yeah. <laughs> no, nope, they near my house where you have to get to 55 immediately or, you know, the traffic that's already going on the freeway is going to, you know, have to hit their brakes and or crash into you. Right. And uh, people still don't know how to handle that, that on-ramp. They still just drive on it. Like, Oh, uh, I'll get up to 55 in another 10 minutes or so. <laughs> no, nah, man, you got to punch it. LA does have some brutal on-ramps though. Yeah, they are. Oh, oh man, there's one that's like a U-turn and then you're on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> like, you got to give me some time, man. <laughs> that's over by Dodger Stadium. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's fucked up. Dude, uh, so traffic here was the same. Like, it was nice being out and everything, but because there was nobody. But then, like, two weeks ago, it started going back to normal. And I don't know if that's because school started up again or kids were actually having to go to school. People are just like, it's over. But everybody that, everybody that works in an office discovered through this that it's just ridiculous that people are going to, to and from an office every, you know, five days a week. Dude, like I imagine the, like, yeah, the, um, the office real estate market here has just got to go to crap after all this. I, I guess, or, you know, I mean, some companies are going to keep their offices, but I'm just saying that like the, the rush hour kind of concept of, you know, people all working nine to five, it's just not, it's not necessary. No. And, uh, yeah. You know, it's just, there's plenty of jobs, that, you know, plenty of people who just work at a desk with a phone and a computer and you can, you could have that at a, you know, at a bench out in the park or down at the beach. No, for real. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Why do you have to go to this goddamn office? And then, you know, and then their argument would be, well, to interact with the other employees. And then it's like, well, hello, Zoom, you know, like right. that, that solved that problem. So, uh, you know, I just think the whole economy and the way people live is there's going to be a, a massive shift from this, especially also if people don't get it together and help to end this. You know, I think there's so many people that just, want it to be over so badly that they're ignoring the fact that it's just dragging it out by not, right. uh, by not participating. Right. Their brains backwards. They're like, I'm done dealing with this. So I'm not going to follow the rules. And it's like, well, that you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And then two weeks later, I got it. What happened? Oh, <laughs> yeah. come on. It's because you didn't follow the rules. Dumb dumb. <laughs> yeah. I still can't get over that. People, that there are people that like don't think it's absolutely hilarious and ridiculous that the president was mocking it and then got it and then got over it because of expensive drugs being pumped into them 24 seven that nobody else can get. Right. Social and, healthcare. And now we don't even know, we don't even know how, how COVID he was, you know, it might've been, they might've just been using an abundance of caution, taking him to the hospital. Maybe, you know, right maybe he just had a very slight case of it. Cause that's the other thing about it is depending on the load of uh, your, your droplets that you get in your system, <laughs> the load um, of your, droplets. yeah, the, the viral load is different every time. So the uh, <laughs> severity of the COVID in the individual uh, is different every time. So that's why right. some people get a mild version of it and think, Oh, I'm good to go. But now they're saying they might have horrible uh, heart disease uh, 10, 15 years from now. Well, uh, respiratory yeah. problems too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a fun, cheery conversation. <laughs> yeah. Hot damn. What happened there? How did we get on this? I'm high. I, get I can't stop talking about it is my problem. But I will say this, Doug and I have both prepared some questions for you, Trey, and questions for, for all of us, really. Okay. That, uh, it's, um, it's called 10 questions. We each came up with five, and we will uh, grill you with those questions after this quick break. We'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back. <laughs> We're here with Trey Gallion. Hey. The third. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it redundant to say the third yeah. first name is Trey? <laughs> yeah, totally. Because <laughs> you're, you're not the third Trey. No. You're the first Trey. You're Trey. <laughs> yeah. Trey's yeah, third. man. <laughs> Have you ever thought about, um, you know, because I know people have done it and it doesn't seem to be that difficult to uh, legally change your name. No, I've never even thought about it. Um, because even for like taxes and stuff, you know, they ask you, do you use any other names? And I just put in, yeah, Trey, <laughs> you yeah. know, so I've never needed to. Plus I kind of like having it, you know, on my, you know, on my driver's license. I mean, you know, it's my family name. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. nice to be reminded who you really are. Yeah, man, for real. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I, you know, I, yeah, that stuff means a lot. I had some conversations with my granddad right before he died about comedy because the rest of the family was giving me grief about it. And, um, and, uh, you know, so we had a very nice conversation where he basically told me not to worry about what everybody else thinks and uh, do what I love doing. That's so and that nice. Was, and also, yeah. what, 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 are these, what are these other people saying to you? Well, you know, that side of the family is pretty conservative and, and Christian, and, and they had found uh, some, some clips, you know, on, on YouTube. And they had, it's my cousins have kids, you know, that are teenagers, preteens. And uh, so they found some of my stuff online. And, oh, uh, they must hate your fuck God in the face bit. Right, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's half his act. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you've, you, do you feel you've strayed from them with the religious wise, or do you feel like you're still sort of a, you know, a, a religious person who doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, read the Bible and all that stuff? I mean, I don't read it as nearly as often as I did growing up, but I'm still religious. Yeah. I just, I think with my parents, the job that they did working with churches, you know, I mean, you get, you get to see the real side of religion and it's, it is pretty ugly. So it just, it put that side of it into per perspective for me. And, and so, um, so yeah, there are a lot of parts about organized religion. I don't like, but then, you know, I've also been through things in my life that have, led me to believe what I believe. You know? Yeah. Part of sure. it, the part yeah, about organized, exactly. <laughs> the part about organized religion that I don't like right now is that they all think that going to church is going to, that's how you get into heaven. Yeah. And that by not being allowed to go to church, it's somehow going to change. Uh, you know, they're going to get turned away when they die. Uh, I saw a pastor in San Diego on the news uh, say, uh, you know, I, I like saving lives, but what I really need to do is save souls. Right. So he's basically saying everybody just come gather Ooh. together because you say having <laughs> your soul saved is more important than living. You can go to heaven a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really, yeah. I mean, we had to go to my brother's church when I was in Tennessee in May and that was really uncomfortable. I was like, why are we even doing this? Yeah, it doesn't no. seem uh, doesn't seem like something that should be happening, but there there we are. That's where we're at. Is it uh, faith is more important than uh, facts? I guess. <laughs> yeah, and see, that's the problem. It's just it, 
people just don't use common sense, man. It's just well, like, we, just think about it for two seconds. Why would like all the churches here still closed and we're doing just fine. Like the church that I go to, the pastor puts out his weekly sermon on their podcast and you can listen to it on there if you want. You know, yeah. like, yes, yeah. this saying you have to go into church is ridiculous and absurd uh, hill for them. Right. To die on, which they literally to, might die on. You're also supposed to, like, take care of your neighbors, which you're not doing if you're right. spreading a virus that can kill people. Like, oh, yeah. And they, you know, these reporters put a microphone in these people's faces and they just get to say these things. And then that, that there's no, there's no discussion. There's no, the reporter doesn't go, but don't you think, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like they just show these sound bites of people saying these idiotic things. And like, in the case of this one pastor that I saw, it, it probably is costing, he's probably suffering financially because the church isn't running. So that's why he wants to give sermons. And he's, you know, saying it's to save souls and that church church is important, but church is just important to him because it's his job. You know, that's like if you worked at a 7-Eleven and they said, hey, we've decided no one can ever go to a 7-Eleven. If you work there, you'd be like, what? No, people should come here. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a rational human being. And that's what the first thing a rational human being would think would be like, okay, if this guy's pushing that hard for this, what's his motivation? All right. You know, that's really the case for I don't know about the, the spots where you guys are at or if you even watch regular commercial television. But there's a lot of TV shows I watch where, you know, I have to sit through the commercials and um, the, the ads, the ads for propositions and for candidates at the very end. It says, you know, they have to say on the screen who paid for the ad. Right. right. It's the money always gives away which side is the evil side. Like it's always the big corporation it's putting money into yes or no on something or a certain candidate, uh, you know, and then, you know, the other ads, you either don't see the opposition ad at all because they don't have any money or you see them less because there isn't some, you know, powerful uh, company behind it, you know? Yeah. I just read an article today about the LA thing, you know, with the big Uber, uh, that they've spent more money lobbying that, your guys state government than any other proposition in the history of California. Yeah. Ooh. And they finally like $190 million they've spent on lobbying your guys state government for that thing. Yeah. To basically not only make it so that Uber Lyft, et cetera, can continue doing what they're doing, which is just employing people without any, you know, giving them any health benefits or, you know, not, not allowing them to unionize or any of that stuff. Right. Uh, it, it not only not only if this passes, will it allow them to keep doing that? It also is in the proposition that it can't be brought up for a vote again in the future. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a permanent, you know, they're trying to make, or maybe it's like seven or eight years or some stupid thing. But it's like it's definitely like part of the proposition is making it is cementing it. It's just like so ridiculous. Like any, any, any state representative that has their name on that thing, if they're your representative, you should call them and bitch them the fuck out and be like, how much money are you getting for this dude? Cause this yeah, is they're definitely getting, uh, you know, handouts for it, but I, I haven't seen a lot of politicians taking one side or the other on the, on that proposition. But I just know that uh, every, almost every commercial break has ads and it started off. The ads were all, <laughs> This is how it started off. It started off that um, the the ads would say uh, they just highlight part time drivers, and it would be people saying, "I have to have my Uber job just to make a living because my main job isn't enough. So I'm happy to be an independent contractor and pick up these hours whenever I feel like it." And so, basically, what they're saying is, you know, yeah, we should have a lot of incompetent drivers out there that are just doing it when they feel like it and that have a real job that probably is taxing as well. So they're probably also like real sleepy and tired when they're doing their mm-hmm. <laughs> Uber driving. Oh, that's definitely happened. You know, and then, uh, which of course I feel sorry for people that have to have more than one job. That sucks to be able to, the, you know, cost of living so high, you, you can't just get by on your, your one job. But basically all of these employees, all the Uber employees that, that work for them full time, which is maybe only like 20% of the drivers, but all of them have absolutely no benefits or anything to show for being a full-time employee somewhere. 
Right. So it's, it's just a messed up thing. Cause you, you know, you do feel bad for these people that like if Uber just went away, a lot of people would be fucked both drivers and passengers if they just left California and that's their threat is that they'll just leave if they don't, if this proposition doesn't go their way, you know, cause they're claiming they can't afford to let, let the drivers unionize and all of that. So now the ads though have shifted to the lady in charge of mothers against drunk drivers is saying that the reason that Uber should be allowed to continue to exist the way it does is because otherwise there'd be a lot more deaths from drunk driving. Oh, come on. That's their argument now. Wow. Who's against drunk driving think that the Uber should exist. And that's not taking into account that Uber drivers, a lot of them suck at it. And a lot of them, they could be drunk too. Why, why, why exactly. would they not? Oh, yeah. I, I, I had a bit uh, about a woman in Austin that picked me up and was openly drinking from a box of wine. She <laughs> well, do you remember Austin already went through this? Austin, they yeah. pulled the same threat in Austin and Austin was like, all right, see you later. And so yeah. they had to leave and they did the same thing in Austin. They went to the state government and made the state government pass something that said that they could operate that superseded the, the city's rule. Yeah, I remember that it went away and came back. Yeah. And that's the only reason it came back was because they went over Austin's head, I guess, essentially, and went to the state government. Yeah, we know the governor there sucks. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had some fun in that state, but never with any of the politicians there. <laughs> <laughs> any of those politicians there show up, then, then it turns. I probably would have had some fun with Ann Richards, though. Yeah, she I was going like to say, Ann Richards, chill. she'll throw him back. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> all right, yeah, and well, her kids we, trying to rouse shit up. Now we're getting behind schedule here with all that talk, but that was that was uh, it was interesting, and I I do enjoy talking about it. Like I feel bad tweeting about the California propositions because you know tweets go uh, worldwide, and so they don't even know a lot of people don't even know what I'm talking about. Or, or oh right, care, you know. So it's nice to get it out somehow that people should not allow this. Uh, this Uber thing to happen. But uh, like I said before the break, Doug and I, Melly Mel has prepared five questions. I prepared five questions. Which would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll do first. We were, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, okay. So we, kinda, we don't we, have a ton of time. So just uh, yeah. you know, give Maybe us your answer. Uh, oh, man. You know. So this is just about anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's just <laughs> random ass questions. I get high before I write mine down. Perfect. Uh, and then uh, I'm kind of surprised when I, when I read them back, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Go ahead. Melly Mel. We were getting into some quarantine stuff earlier. I'll, I'll ask this. Uh, what is something that you found annoying pre quarantine that you would be happy to see right now? Does that make sense? Oh, a baby in a bothered bar. Him, bothered him before this all happened. But right now, now just to get now back out so, there. It wouldn't be so annoying now. Yeah. A baby in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would be willing to deal with a baby in a bar right now if I could just <laughs> be inside of a bar. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. There's so much I feel like we'd put up with right now just to be able to get back to normal. <sighs> yeah. It's uh, I, I, I'm having trouble thinking of one though. I, I'm still irritated by the same things. <laughs> uh, the the first thing that came to my head was mosh pits. Like I would be around a mosh pit right now and be like, that's great. Good for them. I'm just happy <laughs> oh, yeah. to be at a concert. <laughs> <laughs> mosh pits kind of uh, were drying up anyway, right? Even before COVID, it was more exclusively just to the more hard-edged music. A little bit. We saw one uh, back in October during Wu-Tang, and it was just kind of like this, I don't even know why they had a mosh pit. And Flynn, my wife, we were both on a lot of mushrooms and she got very irritated because they kept just slamming into us. And she, I was like, look, you can't tell 40 dudes to stop. Like, it's just, just let them do their thing. And she grabbed a guy by the arm and just goes, stop it. Just like a teacher. And then the whole pit stopped. And we don't know if we were just tripping really hard. We imagine that or if it really happened. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I was in a mosh pit once at a show 
where a guy that's like the dude that just jumps around on stage and just is sort of a road manager who participates in the yeah. act, uh, where he was like moshing into me really hard uh, during another band on the same bill. So I was like doubly annoyed by this guy that he's like in the show, but somehow in the crowd wearing overalls and bashing into me. And I pushed him all the way to the ground at one point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you subtle about it or aggressive? <laughs> it was just very, uh, I was trying to be like very clear that I didn't want him to hit me anymore. And uh, he just went all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't, this isn't a question for me. This is, we're, we're here. Well, anybody. Grill, we're here to grill Trey Galleon the third. Yeah, right. Um, Go for Trey. it. <laughs> yeah. What would you like? I mean, this is a kind of not exactly like Doug's question, but similar. What would you like to have a wall built around that Mexico would pay for? <laughs> wow. I'm guessing your answer would be a baby in a bar. Well, <laughs> that would obviously be my first answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't want to be super redundant like that. Oh, how about, uh, um, not to give you, not to put words in your mouth, but how about build a wall around, uh, uh, tech, Texas politicians or Trump. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Can you just, imagine uh, if Mexico just was like, yeah, let's just put a, we'll pay for a wall around him. Dude, just <laughs> Texas in general. You could even throw <laughs> Oklahoma in there. <laughs> I was supposed to go to Oklahoma, you know, the date moved a couple of times this year and then we just gave up. But uh, I think that, I think it's one place, a lot of places are doing re reduced capacity. Yeah. You know, 25% or whatever. Are either of you guys into that at all? Or would you ra rather not travel to go? I mean, I know helium is helium Philly is doing some indoor shows uh, limited seating. And I mean, it, it, I, I'd go there, I guess. I mean, I, I, I recorded an album this weekend here in Santa Fe and I controlled every variable and I'm still a little nervous. You know what I mean? Until the two week yeah. period is up. Cause God forbid anybody, you know, whatever, like, and I, and again, I, I handpicked everybody. We were very careful, all that stuff, but I think especially now we're ramping up into a spike. So it's just, I'm not traveling. Like I know a lot of the airplanes are safe and stuff, but it's the airports and all the things in between that, and it just takes one person, you know? Oh yeah. And uh, someone told me recently, I, I haven't read it myself, but I believe it that when, first of all, the, the, you know, the story that came out that planes are the safest place to be, you know, the study was conducted by United Airlines yeah, and, and uh, one of the other airlines. And then also there's just so many things they're not taking into account that, you know, that, you know, that people on the, if everybody sat and looked straight forward and left their masks on the entire time, sure. then sure, maybe it'd be a safe environment. And but, don't go to the bathroom ever. But that's the thing right. is everybody's going up and down the aisles the whole time. Everybody's moving in and out of their seats. If you, you know, if the middle seat's full, you've got someone right next to you. If they turn and talk to you, right. that's the most dangerous thing is to just be, you know, right next to someone else who's, who's talking and potentially, you know, talking loudly because they're on a plane or whatever. People will pull down their masks to eat or to talk on their cell phone before the plane takes off. And then when they get yelled at to put it on, then it's a, then it becomes, well, now we're arguing about politics, even though politics should never <laughs> do with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So it's just like planes I, and, and airports, especially, I just feel like just so many bodies running around an airport, even if they have little dots on the floor that show what six feet apart is, why would, why would children or pets or, you know, anybody, right. so many people right. that would just disregard those things. Yeah, the most oh, nervous I've been through this whole thing was on, you know, two on two airplanes and and in one particular airport. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, it's just uh, it's too it's it's scary, and that's also there. I I read that um, you know even if comedy clubs open back up and said, hey, we're we're at full capacity, come on in. Like certainly, there's probably some comics that are just popular enough that they pack the place. 
um, you know, comics that right. would normally play a big theater or, or even or an arena or something, you know, they could pack these clubs. But most comedy shows would be poorly attended just because the people are scared to go. Right. You know, yeah. just because, you know, the fact that they're closed doesn't mean that everybody's dying to get in there. It just means that they're, you know, they're closed and we don't, you don't know exactly what would happen when they open up, you know. And for me personally, when they reduce the capacity by down to a, a quarter, you know, that's also reducing your potential for earnings. If you right. have, you know, if that's how, how you perform, if you have like door deals or whatever. So it's just like, well, then. You'd have to do more shows for less people spread out, which, you know, before all this, if you showed up to a show and it, smaller capacity you kind of have a panic of like well this isn't going to be fun you know and now it's on, on yeah purpose. and you'd want and you want everybody to sit together like when it's a small crowd, exactly yeah. sit all over the room it sucks yeah <laughs> well and then of yeah. course it i mean it'd only be worth it to do stuff uh, you know near where you live like around la you know but to do yeah. that on the road like you said you i mean you're just it's more time to do more shows if you're going to do it like that. Otherwise you're not going to make enough money to hardly cover your plane tickets, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, that, then it comes down to, there are some comics out there that are complete road dogs that are just going around from town to town, still doing it because they are addicted to the attention and being on stage. Right. And getting away from their families, I think in some cases. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that I hope that this does do is um, kind of, and I think it will, is just kind of strengthen the the scene uh, for the indie venues, you know? Yeah, um, good. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I've had I've had a lot of fun, you know, over the last few years doing shows at, at indie, indie venues, you know, than at comedy clubs. Yeah. But you know, those places and, also; those places are also just shut, shutting down and staying shut down because they can't afford to the rent to wait. This no, out. right, right. Uh, yeah. So many of our favorite venues are just, you know, completely closed. But some of my favorite venues, I have, uh, you know, dates on the books for next year. You know, just in case we get there. Yeah. No, right. I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping the Velveeta Room makes it. Yeah, what's going on with that? That's a small club in downtown Austin. Yeah, but I think that the Esther's Follies people, I think they may own that building. Yes, I think we're at least good for a little bit, but, you know, just depending on how long this drags out. But sounding okay right now, I think. But yeah. Okay. Let's see how long this goes. All right, uh, your next question, Doug. Uh, have you made any bizarre stone purchases during quarantine to fill a void? <laughs> Oh man, a yeah, I bought a, yeah, I bought a motorcycle helmet. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because right before this, I was planning on going to get my permit and you know taking the safety course and and looking to get a motorcycle. And uh, oh, so you bought a motorcycle helmet before having a motorcycle? Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So you decided that motorcycle is not a good idea now. No, it's just, I can't go get my permit because the DMV, you have to do it by um, appointment and you can't get an appointment. Like I check every day, um, but uh, they're just all booked up because they only do certain things at the DMV right now. And there's only right. three here in Brooklyn where I can get a motorcycle permit. Wow. DMV so before COVID already terrible during COVID sounds like the worst. Dude, it must be so awful. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Cause it's like, especially for that, cause you'd be like, it's just for my permit for a motorcycle license, which is just a written test. So why can't I do that online? I, I don't know. The, the whole DMV thing is amazing to me. Like, cause I was, I, I had to get uh, my license renewed recently and they it included an eye test and they have you hang around for so long near where you can just see the eye test <laughs> you can right. just learn it before they ask you to read it oh my god and so i was able like i was like you know do and then also not to mention the fact that i i just don't think that they make it small enough to make it a, re a real challenge you know because i i know my eyes suck and i could still i could still read it fairly well because i said i said to the lady i go well it already says on my current license that i must wear prescriptive lenses but can i try the test without the with you know 
uh, and see if I can just do it without, without my glasses. And, you know, and she was like, okay. And then I did it and she's like, oh yeah, you're good. So now <laughs> my new license doesn't say I have to wear prescriptive lenses, even though <laughs> oh, hot damn, I should. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just, you know, fucking around. I, I was like, well, I love it. Wow. Way to go fucking around. And now you made it unsafe for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wear my glasses cause I know <laughs> I need um, all right, uh, Trey, with winter fast approaching, it's time yep. to put on more covers. Yeah. What's your favorite cover song of all time? Oh, man. A little wordplay in that question. This is a good one. Um, uh, Aretha Franklin's uh, Son of a Preacher Man. Oh, Ooh. I bet you that is good. Dude, with the background singers, oh yeah, they hit a groove. Where did you hear that? Um, it was it was on. I mean, it was one we looked up on Spotify. But it was me and another buddy were having a conversation about cover songs, and so he was like, "Dude, it's amazing. Just pick one a song that you like and punch it into Spotify, and then you'll see who's done covers of it." And so oh, that was one okay. of the first ones I did, and saw Aretha Franklin, and was like, "Oh, I haven't heard that one." I really enjoy the uh, covers station on uh, Sirius XM where it's just all just covers of known oh, songs by, by different people. And I especially, I don't know what it is, but I like hearing a woman's voice singing a song that was popularized by a man. Right. Almost oh, yeah. every time I like it. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> um, my favorite is uh, not that anybody asked, but it's a uh, hazy shade of winter by the bangles. Oh, you know, right. Their, yeah. Their version of it. Cause it was a Simon and Garfunkel song. I, I don't, oh. And maybe they even, it was my, maybe a cover when they did it, but uh, um, I love their version of it. That was in, it was featured in uh, that movie less than zero. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it crazy that like most of the people that you like, like old school, like even Elvis, the Rolling Stones, like they got their start doing cover songs. Right. A lot of country music too. A lot of like yeah, Johnny Cash. They all pass their songs along to each other. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like COVID. <laughs> <laughs> country music's like COVID. <laughs> Your turn, Mally Mel. Okay. What is a movie that you might have liked when you were younger that wouldn't hold up for you now if you watched it? <sighs> That's kind of hard to know if you, you know, it, it should be what one did you watch again that didn't hold up? Oh yeah, I guess. That makes how sense. would he know it's not going to hold up? <laughs> True. Um, you could guess. What was one that didn't hold up? Like a lot of people say Fight Club. I still enjoy Fight Club. No, no. Yeah. I was thinking like, I'm thinking even further back. Like I watched Chitty Chitty Bang Bang the other day and that still holds up. Well, that's because you love uh, children in cages. <laughs> that's a long ass movie. So you, watched, like, you watched all of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang recently? Yeah, and I didn't realize that it was that long either. Oh my God, it's got like musical numbers and everything. Mm hmm. Oh, you, pretty little car. Oh, chitty, chitty, bang, bang. We love you near, far, in a motor car. I, I, the, yeah, you know. I like when they let all the crazy, all the dogs run wild in the uh, sweets factory. Yeah. And then I love the um, the king's wife. She's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. She's a silly pants. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird ass movie. I mean, a lot of those kids movies from back in the day, they've got some really scary shit in there for a movie that's supposed to be fun for the whole family Dude, Bugsy right. Malone, a whole gangster movie with kids. <laughs> yeah. Where, where they shoot each other with pies, right. You know, or, or, uh, you know, whipped cream looking things, but then they imply that they're dead when they get hit with them. Like the character doesn't show up again. They're dead. No. Right. Yeah. It's the same confusing thing that happens in uh, Lego Batman where they go pew pew instead of shooting a gun, but the, the people they're shooting at are still being hit. Like they're being shot. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's like, well, it's, I guess it's less violent. But <laughs> it's still, we know what's happening. Exactly. Well, and they're using yeah. Tommy guns to shoot the pies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Uh, question number three, Trey, do you like these questions or would you rather be skateboarding right now? <laughs> I mean, I like these questions just cause I get to talk to you guys, you know, but, but you do, I mean, come on. Skateboarding fun. is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. He's skateboarding in his head. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, Melly Mel. Uh, have you, since zoom has really come into our lives, have you had any zoom mishaps any embarrassments yeah i got fired from the baseball job because i was jerking off during a zoom meeting and didn't realize <laughs> my camera was on <laughs> that was you i thought it was somebody else yeah no no they weren't allowed to release the name obviously but <laughs> exclusive i mean didn't you just tell him that you were choking up on the bat <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like this one's going into extra innings fellas i might need a relief pitcher i love that you brought your real life job in into your answer but uh what do you no. still have that job yeah yeah i still have it okay good yeah <laughs> I, I, I thought buried in there was i got fired and i'll make a joke about it because of, <laughs> and say i was because i was jerking off no, <laughs> have, baseball's been very cool to me i like that right. job that's good. Because uh, it's funny, uh, you know, Doug and I both thought of uh, sports questions. My question for you is, as a sports fan, yeah. which sport do you think has been the most overall ruined by this pandemic happening? Oh. Because some sports, they've, they've been, you know, like basketball, they really pulled it off. Yeah, they basketball really managed, is great. They managed yeah. to have a real, a real season and a real conclusion and everything. Can I and jump I mean, in here cause with, yeah. with Trey? Cause you might, uh, I, I'm worried about the NFL because it feels like every day, I know you're a big NFL fan. Hockey did a great job again, but yeah, every day it feels like four players got put on the COVID list in the NFL on four different teams. So I, I don't know if they're going to finish the season, which is crazy. Right. That's the problem with the NFL was like, they're not doing any type of bubble for right. any, anything. Hockey did a they? bubble. Basketball did the bubble. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're football. They don't need to do the bubble. Well, the NFL screwed up every social issue ever. So why did I think they were going to get this right? I mean, the only one they got halfway right was not letting fans into the stadiums, but they've only done You know, they still have what? three stadiums now that are letting fans in yeah like thousands and thousands yeah and yeah. i saw last night in the world series you know they showed a guy in the stands catching a ball with his mask around his neck and and sitting back down next to a woman and another woman with their masks off like it's right just, that was a surprise uh, and that's in that's in texas a, you know a state that's not doing very well yeah. Numbers yeah, wise, it's, it's strange. It's just strange how like people are just like, oh, well, you know, there's going to be exceptions. There's going to be people that are just lucky that can just go out there and not give it or get it. Yeah, that's right. really frustrating. Yeah, and it's just not true. It just can happen to anybody, as it's been proven over and over again. All these, all these different places where people get together without much mask usage and and they're close together and they're shouting. There's problems. You know, right. there's super spreader events. What, what, what is frustrating there, you know, there will be a handful of people that just live their lives normally during this whole time while we've all been careful. And on the other side of this, you're going to be like, you never did this or this while they just had a good old time. Nothing happened. And that is beyond frustrating. <laughs> like, yeah, but they might've spread it. They might've been asymptomatic and killed somebody. You know? Right. Exactly. So yeah, you know. we all might be murderers just for going out to the, you know, grocery store or whatever. Well, because right. that's it was like you were saying, you know, the, it, this virus, it's going to affect everybody differently. So it may not hit you that hard. But then, like you're saying, like, what if you end up giving it to somebody else and it really jacks them up? You know, sure. Yeah, I would hope people would feel some guilt about that, but they don't. No, nope. it's, uh, it's weird. I, I'd even feel guilt about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you, are you on question five? Millie? Yeah. Uh, last one. This is the hardest hitting one. Oh no. Are you for or against breakfast for dinner? Oh, I'm for that. Hell yeah, you are. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I eat breakfast tacos every meal. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, breakfast Dude, tacos really, they really changed the game because you know, they just threw the word breakfast in front of something you don't eat at breakfast and, and then everybody's happy. Bingo. <laughs> Dude, there was a place in Austin that used to do a breakfast pizza. 
Ooh. Yeah. And it was a crust. So it was a pizza crust, uh, refried beans would be the tomato sauce. And then they put scrambled eggs and bacon and cheese and whatever else you wanted on. Oh man. That's a lot, but it sounds good. Oh, so good. Yeah, All right. So my last question is this. Cause we are out of time. Yes. I love you both. Trey, <laughs> where do you go when you die? And by that, by that, I mean, What's the first thing you do after having a bad set? <laughs> oh, I go to the alley and smoke a joint. That's what I thought your answer was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. It's just a nice, uh, a nice session. And then you move on with your life. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> thank you so much for being so honest with all these hard hitting questions. And thank you for not walking out of the interview. Like someone did to, to <laughs> 60 minutes. Uh, oh yeah. No. Hey man, look, I'm going to face my fears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what should we call this episode? we usually do some sort of pun with the word Doug in it. Um, mm. Uh, how about clear the dugout? (laughs) 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 I was trying to think of something three related. Yeah. Um, what do you got to promote Trey Galleon? Oh, uh, you know, my, uh, go to my website, treygallion.com and you can get my album on there. You can get my to the left t-shirt, uh, rolling tray. Uh, there's links for all that stuff on there. T-R-E-Y-G-A-L-Y-O-N. On Twitter and Instagram. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Doug Mellard, uh, what, do you got, what do you got going on? Finally, Fart Safari 3, Fart Hard with a Vengeance is coming out next month. Oh, nice. What's the date? Uh, November 20th, Stand Up Records. Okay. All right, we'll count it down every show yeah. until then. Can't wait. Uh, Thanks, dude. November 20th, Farts Fari 3. And <laughs> I've got my uh, next Rush Ticks show is going to be on November 7th. I think people are going to, no matter which way this goes, people are probably going to need a laugh the weekend after the election. Yeah, there you go. It'll uh, be 420 Pacific time. 10 bucks gets you in. And um, it's uh, RushTicksTix.com. Thanks, Trey. Hey, thank thanks, you. you guys. Thanks, Doug. Until next time, clear the dugout. Got it.